We all remember last summer when um, Chance the uh, Chance the Snapper uh, was in Humboldt Park, and it was the, it was the talk of the town. People were traveling over to Humboldt Park and taking pictures and hanging out and visiting Chance, and then he ended up uh, being rescued and taken by Frank Alligator Rob, and. Uh, and, uh, and 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 he's uh, got a new book. He's already written one book, and uh, about this. And uh, now he's got another book, and it's it's called Our American Alligator. It's all about Chance, and he's uh, been working with uh, wildlife for years and years. So we're going to talk about that and more. Let's welcome Frank to the uh, to the show. Frank, welcome. Howdy! Thank you for having me, sir. Absolutely, I no, I, I appreciate it. Let, let's let's talk. Well, first of all, let's talk about your background. When did you start getting into uh, wildlife and 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 making that such a big part of your life, and you know, uh, and and making it your life? Well, I grew up land surveying with my dad. He was a professional land surveyor, so we were always out in the middle of swamps and uh, cutting property lines out in the middle of nowhere, and you know, having, you know, whatever it might be that day, a bat crawling up on you or coming across snakes or <laughs> alligators or whatever it might be, you know, it at all times. And that that became part of what we did. And then my uncle was always doing educational programs with reptiles and kept a bunch of reptiles. And then when he became the uh, trapper for the state of Florida, I started helping him. And I guess I was a freshman in high school then and kind of just kind of kept doing the work. Yeah. So when you were out there in the swamps and places with your dad, uh, did any of the animals ever kind of freak you out, or did you always take a liking to them and, and embrace them? Uh, yeah, well, you know, as a kid, you don't really know what to be afraid of and what not to be afraid of, but yeah. uh, mom and dad were always playing with stuff like that. You know, hey, check this out. This is how it works. This is what it, this is what it's, uh, what it does. Here's what to be concerned about. Here's not what to be concerned about. It was... It wasn't be afraid. Here's uh, here's what you can enjoy about this animal. Yeah, pretty pretty refreshing, you know. Yeah, that's 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 really a great way to look at. It. So they were educating you at an, at an early age, so that you would uh, that you would get into this. Yes, sir. Yeah, or not be worried about it. You know. Yeah. You shouldn't worry. You shouldn't grow up being scared of things. You should grow up finding the find the joy in the stuff that's there to, to get joy out of. Truly. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So uh, always been an outdoorsman, there, Frank. Yes, sir. Yeah, for the most part, always been uh, been outside doing something. I have a hard time sitting still. I like to be moving and like to be doing things. And uh, as I get older, I'm not appreciating the heat so much as much as I used to. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's part of it. Now you're located in it's Florida. You're, you're you're located in Florida, correct? Yes, sir. On the East Coast, right beside the Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what's the wildlife like in Florida? Um. Like everywhere else, they do everything they can to get away from you. Uh, <laughs> people, they get a bad rap. You know, everybody thinks everything wants to eat you, and it's not like Africa. Uh, you know, everything wants to get, everything wants to get away from you here. Yeah. Uh, they just there's a lot of a lot of big stuff and a lot of uh, interesting alien like critters. So people the uh, people aren't used to them. What 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 are some of the alien like critters as you mentioned? <laughs> a lot of big snakes. Uh, a lot of big spiders. Uh, a lot of big, a lot of big insects of all different kinds, and just things that people aren't really expecting to see. Not to mention the frogs. Uh, oh, the frogs. Uh, there's a lot of frogs in Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. We're kind of Florida's being taken over by uh, an invasive species called a Cuban tree frog, and 
you walk outside and they kind of jump all over you. Oh, you know, yeah, that's. I, I remember reading about that. They're falling out of the trees and stuff. Yeah, they jump all over you. Yes. <laughs> oh. it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Good time. I, but frogs are my favorite animals, by the way. Yeah, they're they're uh, pretty special. Yeah, I love them. Pretty special. What's what do you what do you like about what what makes the frog so special? Man, it's just uh, being an amphibian. You know what I mean? They uh, some of them need water, some of them don't need water. A lot of these tree frogs, they seem to live in everything. And every time you think you've seen it all, you'll see one eat a mouse or something. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, these jokers are they're no joke, man. They're uh, they're yeah. crazy critters. Uh, wow, that's great. Okay, uh, Frank, hold on. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Frank Alligator Rob is with us. He is the guy who uh, got uh, Chance the Snapper out of the uh, out of the Humboldt Park uh, Lake there, uh, and um, and brought him brought him brought him home. And it obviously made all the news last uh, last summer. It was last summer, right? Yeah, last summer. Crazy. Okay, uh, we'll talk more with Alligator Rob right here on 720 WGN. If you want to jump in here, 312-981-7200. We would love to hear from you. Amos Moses was a Cajun. He lived by himself in the swamp. They hunted alligator for living. He just knock him in the head with a stone. The Louisiana law gonna get you, Amos. It ain't legal hunting alligator down in the swamp, boy. I love this song so much. <laughs> oh man, Jerry Reed, Amos Moses, such a cool song. I uh, love it. Nick DeGilio here on seven twenty WGN. How are you? We're live in the Skyline Studio. If you would like to join us, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number. Frank Alligator Rob is with us. He's the guy who uh, came to town and got uh, Chance the Snapper out of the Humboldt Park. Uh, and uh, he's written a couple of books. The latest is uh, Our American Alligator. And uh, let's welcome Frank back to the show. Frank, you uh, familiar with that song? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've heard it a couple times. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's it's classic. Good old Jerry Reed. So, no um, doubt. Yeah. So uh, you work on educational programs for, for uh, federal, state, city, and county government agencies? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll do uh, do educational programs for about anybody you can think of, including schools. You know, uh, done them for NASA, done them for DOD, um, just about anybody you can think of. And what do they consist of? Uh, what, what 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 kinds of uh, uh, varying uh, educational programs do you do? Um, reptiles in general, uh, alligators, you know, turtles, whatever it might be, uh, whatever they're having issues with. Uh, like for instance, our different uh, city groups here will get together and do educational programs for them with uh, venomous, showing them what non-venomous snakes are here and what non-venomous snakes are here and what they're likely to come across. Oh, okay. How to identify them, uh, stuff like that. What to be concerned about and what not to be concerned about. Uh, here where I live, we have four venomous snakes and about 37 non-venomous snakes. So it's pretty important to know what what you can put your hands on and what you can't put your hands on. Yeah. And when it comes to the alligators, which we have... Thousands upon thousands of them here in Brevard County, where I'm at. Uh, you need to know what you can get away with and what you can't get away with. What uh, what's smart and what's not smart, and we kind of go over all that good stuff. It's a, this is a simple question. It, what's the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? Um, well, a, an alligator is one of 26 species of crocodilians. There's about uh, 10 of those are crocodiles. Um, there's multiple different species of crocodiles that 
the one that always gets confused is the American alligator and the American crocodile. There's color difference. Um, the skull is long and tapered, where the American alligator's got a kind of a wide base that stays the same the whole way around. The alligator has an overbite, where the alligator or the yeah the alligator has an overbite, where the American crocodile kind of has uh, the fourth tooth in the bottom exposed. They kind of have almost a, a weird underbite. Yeah. A uh, lot, lot of things, lots and lots of things. The more you dig into it, yeah. if you see them side by side, you you're not going to get them, get them confused. No. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, you, how many species did you say there were? There's 26 now. Huh? Oh man. Yeah, they just they just found a new one in uh, Colombia, I believe. They found a new caiman, and then the slender snouted crocodile in West Africa is being split into two species. And how does that happen? Who, who makes that? Who makes that decision? Uh, people doing the research, you know, they break out and look in the, they actually look at the DNA of these animals and realize that they're genetically, uh, differentiated by certain key parts and they, uh, they make that choice. People that are a lot smarter than I am. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now tell me a little bit about the, um, the, uh, Braverd County environmentally endangered lands programs. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Here in Brevard, we have a... And we call it the ILS program. It's the Environmentally Endangered Lands Program. We set aside, uh, via tax dollars, we set aside so much property every year uh, from being built, and that's there just for the public to go out and use and see these animals, uh, see whatever animals we have. It's kind of the only thing that's holding our county together here in Reward. Really? It's yeah, it, If it wasn't for that, we would have no places left for the animals really to go. And some of these properties are... You know, uh, anywhere from 25 to 2,500 acres, and they're out kind of on the edge of different communities, and it's a place for these animals to survive and, you know, uh, hopefully make more of what they are. I've come across a lot of interesting things, do do a lot of research for them uh, on all kinds of different reptiles and animals, so... It's it's a place I stay pretty busy at. Yeah. And can, can can people just come out and see the animals? Yes, sir. Yeah, you can go out and take a walk anytime you want to. Run yeah. across uh, diamondback rattlesnakes and alligators and whatever else you want to. Wow. Do you get a lot of visitors? Uh, those properties get quite a few visitors. They yeah. do. They sure do. Yes, sir. Yeah. Are most people in Florida are, are they used to the are they used to the animals? In, uh, you know, the kind of the wild animals that are that are indigenous. So the problem, the problem we have is everybody down here is an expert. At least they think they are. <laughs> right, right. And if I'm being honest, the whole reason everything up there in Chicago with Chance worked out the way it did is because when I went there, everybody admitted, hey, we don't know what's going on. We don't know how to take care of this. This is your thing. Do what you do. Yeah. Um, down here, everybody's telling you, hey, you're doing this wrong. Like, why are you, where's your, uh, where's your chicken? Where, where's your chicken at? You're, you you need a chicken. Why don't you have a chicken? It's always something, you know. Wait. Like, come on, guys. It doesn't doesn't work like that, y'all. Wait, wait, it doesn't work like that. Why? Why do they think you have to have a chicken? Oh, it's 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 something different every day. You know? Oh, I mean, okay. Everybody thinks you have to have a chicken to catch an alligator. Uh, yesterday, a guy asked me where my helicopter was at. How do you catch an alligator without a helicopter? <laughs> but how do you catch an alligator with a helicopter? Yeah, let's, what? let's start this over again. Alligators don't. <laughs> uh, does this guy think alligators fly? Is that the I don't know. Uh, it's it's that. So you need a bigger boat thing. I carry a canoe with me because usually I'm in people's backyards, and you can't. You're not gonna be if you have to use a boat. It's got to be something small to fit between houses. And uh, you know, it's, I got a nine foot nine inch canoe, and sometimes you put 
gator's bigger than the canoe in the canoe with you, just the way it works. Jeez. All right, so, so do you get calls from people who say, hey, there's an alligator in my backyard. Can you come get it? People call the state, uh, and then the state dispatches me. And how often do you get how often do you get calls like that? How often do, do crazy animals end up in people's on people's property or near their house? We uh, here in Brevard, we work between twelve and fifteen hundred complaints a year. Ends up being about five hundred gators a year. Wow! Oh man, that's a lot. Stay, stay as busy as you want to, pretty much. Yeah, it sounds like it. Wow! I've called a, I've called a couple. Yeah. <laughs> a couple. It sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like it. Uh, we have a listener. If you want to call in, we would love to hear from you at 312-981-7200. Here's Greg on WGN. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, I really appreciate your respect for the wildlife, first of all. But uh, quick, 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 quick question. Uh, so crocodiles, uh, my understanding is so you got the salties in Australia. you got the Nile crocodile. I wasn't aware, are there any crocodiles in the United States? I know there's alligators, um, but I wasn't aware of any crocodiles in in the U.S. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have a thousand breeding pairs of American crocodiles in South Florida. Most of them are around the Turkey Point nuclear power plant uh, around Homestead. Mm. And uh, you okay. tr- are you trying to get, yeah, so they've got, they've got they're, they're, and they're building up the uh, population too, Greg, so there you go. Well, the whole reason the American alligator is is a protected species is because of its similarity to the American crocodile. Oh, I see. The American alligators made a recovery, right? They're back in good population. The American crocodiles, such a small population, they don't want people getting confused. Oh. So they went ahead and keep that keep that protection on them. Oh, okay. So I guess my question also was, so I, you know, I understand like the bull shark, and that that's the same subject, but the bull shark can adapt to freshwater and also live in saltwater or brackish water. I thought the crocodile had, had to have salt water. So, um, yeah. Oh. Well, they're, they're, a, they're a species that kind of lives on the coast, but they the crocodiles have salt excretion glands, so they can live in the salt water and be able to purge it out, where the alligator can live in the salt water as well, but he has to have a freshwater outfall. To go drink a, drink a bunch of uh, fresh water and purge the salt water back out. Wow. If that makes any okay. sense. Yeah, that's great. It, no, it, it does. And I've actually seen uh, on shows confrontations with a bull shark and a crocodile before, believe it or not. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay. okay. Hey, thank, thanks right. so much for your knowledge. Thanks, Greg. No problem, sir. Take care. Yeah, that was an interesting call right there. That was um, a good question. What other, what other kind of animals do you, uh, do you, do you, do you study? Um, right now, I'm just doing a lot of alligator work, a lot of endocrine alligator stuff, a lot of stuff with PDF, uh, uh, PFOs and PFAs, you know, flame retardants, uh, mm. forever chemicals, and do a lot of stuff with forever chemicals. Um, but right now, it's specifically pretty much uh, focused on alligators and then the vocalization study that I've been doing, where I'm taking vocalizations from all 26 species, juvenile and adult. Uh, that's what Dina Bear and them came down here with and spent some time with us doing. Actually, oh. a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a long term project. Uh, it's it's going to be a while in the making, but we're working on it. Yeah. All right. Sounds like you're keeping busy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Actually, I'm going up there to St. Augustine tomorrow to see Chance and look around up there and have a good oh, time that's for a where, little bit. That's where Chance is, huh? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, about an hour and a half north of me. How's he doing? 
He's doing good. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. He's getting big. Holy cow, he's getting big. Oh yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't huge when you pulled him out of the uh, when you pulled him out of the water there. Nope, he's a little scrappy fella, but he's uh, he's becoming a big scrappy fella pretty quick. Well, that's cool. That's great to hear. I'm glad he's doing okay. Uh, Frank, hold on. Yes, sir. All right, Frank. Uh, alligator Rob has written a couple of books. His latest is Our American Alligator, and it's about his experiences with Chance the Snapper, the legendary Humboldt Park alligator from last summer. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, we would love to hear from you. Did you go down to Humboldt Park and check out Chance while he was there? <laughs> As I mentioned before, um, during the whole Chance the rap, uh, rapper, Chance the Snapper thing, um, I remember uh, on a Saturday, my parents and I went to go see the movie Crawl, which is about alligators, you know, during a hurricane. And then um, that was while Chance the Snapper thing was happening. And then I got home and I turned on the TV and the Three Stooges were on and it was an, an episode featuring an alligator. And I was like, this is just, it's alligator central right now. <laughs> so um, more with Frank Alligator Rob. His new book is called Our American Alligator. We'll talk about that and more. And if you want to jump in, love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Let's go to the news. Could have used a few pounds. Yeah. Tight pants, points, hollering out. Hello. 720 WGN, Nick DeGilio. Uh, live in the Skyline studio here till 4 o'clock as we are every uh, weekday night morning. Slash. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Uh, it'll be Wednesday after midnight. And uh, every Wednesday morning at 3.30 we play a round of Know Your Onion. That's where uh, two contestants call in. They each play a round of Know Your Onion. Tom will read a news a news headline, and you have to guess whether it's real or from the satirical newspaper, The Onion. If you get a majority of them right, you win. That's what happens. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number, and we would love to hear from you. My guest is Frank Alligator Rob, um, who has been dealing with wildlife for many, many years. And he is the man who was sent up to Humboldt Park uh, to grab Chance the, the Snapper, and uh, and and uh, they took him back down to Florida, and uh, it's a, it was a great story. Uh, Frank, uh, I have to. Uh, what was the experience like coming out? First of all, how did they contact you to come up to Chicago to get this to get this alligator out of Humboldt Park? Uh, Kelly Kelly Gendersky, uh there was Chicago Animal Care and Control. She called me one Saturday, I guess about midday. It was telling me all about it, you know. And I'd been out all night working, and uh, I said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry. You gotta, you gotta start again. Who'd you say you were with, and what's going on?" <laughs> and she started telling me the story again, you know. And uh, I said, "Yeah, I've been following it on the news with with my uncle. We've been kind of chuckling about it." Yeah. She said, "Well, can you come up here and give us a hand? You know, we kind of need we kind of need some help." I said, "Sure." You know, she said, "Okay, well, you know." Write me an email up of what it would cost to get you up here, and let's work it out. So okay, and that so, was, you know I made a couple of phone calls, and you know uh, sent her a price, and next thing I knew, I was up there. Well, she asked me beforehand too. She goes, "So what's the what? What are they doing wrong?" And I said, uh, "Yes, ma'am." 
she goes, well, what do, you, what do you mean? I said, well, you asked me what they were doing wrong. Yes is the answer. Kind of everything. Ah, <laughs> I see. But you know, it's it's it is what it is. Do we have an? Expl- was, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. It was an amazing experience for sure. Well, what, do we have any explanation as to why he ended up there? Somebody turned him out there. Okay, so they had. So it was yeah, like a- I, it'll happen again. I'm t- it's going to be a. It's, I think it's going to be a more and more common thing across the entire United States. So they have a pet alligator, and then they just let it go? Yes, sir. Yeah, I understand it's a pretty common thing. Illegal alligators in Chicago are pretty common, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, I've, they've heard they've got several of them on drug raids. Uh, oh, PD really? Yep. Wow. See, I didn't have I, happens, no, I, no, I, I had no idea. What about the old wives' tale or the, you know, they made a movie called Alligator, which was about a kid who flushed a baby alligator down the toilet, and then it became huge and was killing everybody in the streets and it coming out of the sewer. That's, that's, a, that's Talking about a classic. That was a classic. Yeah, no, I, I love that movie. I think that movie's great. But, I mean, it's just completely... Uh, it was a classic, what, sure. what, How do you deal with when people are like, hey, if you flush a baby alligator down the toilet, is it going to go into the sewer and grow? Uh, has that ever happened? Any any of that kind of stuff? Well, we, I do get them underneath people's neighborhoods down here in Florida, and uh, the you know in the culverts of the sewer the sewer pipes, it does happen quite a bit. It's not from people flushing them down their toilet, of course, but um, they crawl up in those areas, especially in the winter time. It's it's warm down there, so they'll crawl under a road and they'll just uh, or under a neighborhood and just stay there all winter. Oh, is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. Is there any danger? Yeah, if he could have made it, if Chance could have made it underground up there, which he. There were pipes that were open. He could have possibly made it up there. Oh, all right. But then he but he ended up it's in It's possible. Uh, yeah. Now, it, it, how much in danger was Chance or the population while he was while he was in that uh, in that body of water in Humboldt Park? Uh, population pretty much zero unless somebody found him and stuck their hand in his mouth. Uh-huh. There was zero, zero danger to be had. Uh, him being in danger from being stressed out is a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, he could have he could have stressed himself out and uh, and died just from that in general. Yeah, I mean all that all that attention and and you know cameras flashing and people just standing around and looking at him. I guess it would have. I, I can see that being a very stressful situation for the for the guy. Not to mention he walked out of there at one point too, so he could have got ran over by a car or who knows what else, what else. Wow. Now, how often do you are there situations like the one in Humboldt Park, uh, Frank? Uh, how, how often does that happen? Uh, down here in Florida, or do you mean around the around the country? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in Florida, I would imagine it's more it's more common than any place and than yeah. other places. Several times a day down here. Several times a um, day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a common thing. Every park has alligators down here. It's just it's part of it. Yeah, it's part of it. Um, around the country, I know when I first started helping my uncle do it, there was a one of the guys we know that went to. I dare to say he went to San Fran to get one out of the river out there. And did not come back successfully. And we knew a guy that went to New York one time many, many moons ago and did not come back successfully with it as well. Mm. Um, it's It, it happens. You know, it does happen. Uh, everybody's got their different ways of handling it. Unfortunately, a lot of the times it's handled with the, being the end of the story for that animal. That people take the easy way out and just put a bullet in them, oh. which is not the answer. You know, right. it's not the answer. Right, right, right. Hey, on your personal property, how many animals do you have, Frank? Uh, three dogs. 
Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I don't. I don't keep anything else. I just got three shelties. Yep. Three shelties that keep me very, very warm at night. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This I got three dogs. <laughs> yep. Well, I thought. Yep, I thought three maybe very happy dogs. I thought maybe you would have just like a ton of different crazy exotic, you know. Uh, animals on your property, but it's just three shelties. That's that's really good. Yeah, my uncle keeps everything that we use for educational programs. He oh, keeps I see. A, you know, a few alligators and a bunch of other different stuff up there. And okay, when I need that stuff, I go see him. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got another caller here. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. If you want to call in, here's Mark on WGN. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, sirs, I think you deserve. Well, you deserve a uh, no, no, the Nobel Peace Prize for. Uh, Keeping the violence off the uh, pages in Chicago, and uh, the crocodile on you. Uh, you did a great job, and um, I'm just wondering if you ever served any um, any of um, big governments to uh, catch crocodiles or other things. Um, you know, any experiences there, sir? Okay. Uh, we do do some. Stuff. I do some stuff with the Human Crocodile Conflict Group through uh, the Crocodile Specialist Group. So we do write some different. Uh, Plans for different governments when they're having having issues. That's part of what we do uh, around the world. Uh, the Crocodile Specialist Group is a group of individuals, biologists, uh, researchers, and uh, people that are in the different trades that work with these animals all over the world. Uh, we're a, kind of a small group, but it's we're well known for what we do. So yeah, we work a little bit of everything everywhere. Yeah. All right. And how big a group is it again? Uh, right now, I think they're at 1,200 members, but mm-hmm. there's only, you know, there's only maybe, maybe 150 of us that actually work with these animals daily. Ah, okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to break here, Frank. So hold on. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Frank Alligator Rob is with us. Uh, he was part of the Chance the Snapper saga from last summer. He's written a couple of books. The latest is Our American Alligator. We'll tell you all about that book, and we'll tell you how you can get it. And if you want to join us uh, to reminisce about Chance the Snapper or to ask any kind of uh, you know uh, alligator questions, well, uh, a guy with the nickname Alligator is with us, so he'll be able to answer them. 312-981-7200, 312-981-7200. Nick DiGiulio Show continues right here on 720 WGN. Nick DeGilio here, uh, live in the Skyline studio, hanging out with you, keeping you company, keeping you informed, and keeping you entertained through the wee hours here till 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, we head over to Bradley Place to the TV side of WGN, get some early morning news from that great crew. And then the one, the only, the legendary, Bob Surratt is your morning drive at 5. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number. If you would like to join us, we would love to hear from you. Coming up after midnight, Ian Schur is going to join us uh, from CNET.com for his monthly um, uh, tech talk. Um, and Because we always talk about technology with uh, with Ian. Uh, it's always fun. My guest right now. Oh, and by the way, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Um, Frank Alligator Rob is my guest, author of a couple of books. He's the guy who came to Humboldt Park from Florida uh, to, to rescue Chance the Snapper, who's living fine and doing well in Florida. Correct, Frank? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, living it up like a rock star. <laughs> I'll tell you, he was a rock star here in Chicago. Are you So you were actually following the story in Florida? Yeah, yeah. It was not as big down here as it was up there, of course, uh, but it was it was in the news down here. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was it was the biggest. I mean, people were people were just obsessed with it. Um I actually yep, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> my parent, my parents, uh, because my parents got me a Chance the Snapper T-shirt. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> that I wear. That I wear proudly. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about your latest book, Our American Alligator. Tell me about it. Yes, sir. So you know, it like a, a lot of these questions we've been getting tonight. Um, I took information scientific information that I've been gathering uh, all these years of working with these animals and all the time my uncle's been working with these animals and I put it all into a book. So this one doesn't have anything to do with Chance the Snapper at oh. all other than the fact that Chance the Snapper is an alligator. Okay. Um, I, it's a book that covers general information, anatomy, physiology, safety, myths, and everything you could possibly think of that you ever wanted to know about an American alligator. Um, I included word finds and, you know, fun facts on each page, study questions, uh, everything there that you could ever want to know. Uh, it's all laid out like I'm teaching it to you. Oh, that's... It's meant for the classroom, but it's it's good for any age. It really, it really is. Yeah, and I and I and the book includes end of chapter questions and a glossary of study yes, tool and, and a glossary of study tools as well. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Yep, and I got uh, references built into it and everything else. So if you ever want to, you want to look through it and you see something and go, well, how does that work? Uh, I understand it from the way you're describing it, but is that actually true? The references are there to back it all up too. So it's uh, it's uh, it's a pretty pretty scientific book in the long run. Yeah, it's not a textbook by any means, but uh, I guarantee you will learn things from that you will never ever see anywhere else. Yeah. And uh, what what a, how what ages are we talking about? It you know when when can like how how young a kid can read this? Um, any any I could say from second up, it's really pointed at fifth to ninth. It yeah. fits uh, pretty much all the federal science standards for fifth to ninth grade. Oh, okay, um, and the book is sold on the Environmental Education Awareness Research Support and Services website. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, e e a r s s dot org. E e a r s s dot org, and that's where you can get the book. And uh, a dollar of every book sale will go to that. Correct. Yes, sir. Yep, it'll stay there with the ears. Um, and uh, the book is available now. It's out. Yes, sir. Yeah, it is up and selling. Okay. How long has it been out? Uh, started selling yesterday. Oh, so it just started. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. It's, so uh, fr- fresh and new. Okay. So it's going to be retailing at nineteen ninety nine, but it's on sale for the first week at sixteen ninety nine. So if people want to get it. With a $3 discount, they can go to eearss.org, order their book, and get it uh, a, a little bit cheaper. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I have an ebook on there, too. If they wanted to get an ebook and look at it, it's uh, on sale for the first 30 days for five ninety nine. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. Uh, people should check it out. It's uh, the, Now, your first book was about Chance, right? Yes, sir. It was a book. It was a storybook, coloring book from Chance's perspective. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a true educational book. Everything about alligators you ever wanted to know. It's, it. it's all in there. All right, great. I'll, I'll buzz you a PDF to check out. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We got another caller. Is Rich on WGN? Hi, Rich. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I'd like to ask about uh, the uh, manatee situation in Florida. Uh, when I was there around 
Palm Bay and Melbourne, uh, the manatees in the Indian River were getting all caught up because of the, of the propellers. And uh, there was, uh, um, you know, there's a guard that goes over the propeller that wouldn't harm the uh, manatees so much. Is, have they passed a law uh, that it's mandatory to have those on uh, the propeller? They have them on a lot of the bigger boats, uh, like the barges and things that go down the river. Yeah, that's you're talking about ten minutes from my house. Uh, but no, they, there's nothing like that required for boats. And the boating and the manatee thing, we have manatee zones that just to make people slow down and uh, keep from having those interactions with the manatees. But it'll uh, unfortunately be happening as long as there are boats in the river. Mm-hmm. All right, Rich. Right. Thank you very much. Okay, there you go. Uh, so the uh, manatee zones. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we have zones set aside that are idle zones or you know slow speed zones. Yeah. For certain times of the year, so you don't go through there and clip the manatees, but yeah. people still do. Oh, oh, that's too bad. Well, uh, again, yeah, it's you, sad, but it happens. Uh, again, you can get the book at eearss.org. Eearss.org. The book is called Our American Alligator. Uh, I got to ask you, uh, Frank, what was it like to throw yeah. the fir- throw out the first pitch at Wrigley? Buddy, that was. Uh, <laughs> One of the coolest experiences of my life. That was, it's so very, very calming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, luckily I can throw a baseball, so I didn't have to worry about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little intimidating. I've been down on the field at Wrigley before. I didn't throw out the first pitch. I sang the seventh inning stretch. Um, there you go. But I was I was down on the field at Wrigley. It's really special. It's really special to be there, uh, you know, and especially because I've been a lifelong Cub fan, Frank, and I grew up like eight blocks away from Wrigley Field. So that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, not to mention they didn't tell me all the '69 Cubs were going to be there. Yeah, you know, it's, that was that, it was a added cr- extra pressure on the sideline. Yeah, Holy exactly. Moly. No, it was a really special television. You know, I watched it on television. It was really special day. It really was. And you were a local hero, man. People loved you when you came to town. Uh, I made a lot of a lot met, met a lot of special people up there. And made a made a lot of very good friends. Yeah, uh, that city. You know, Chicago gets a very bad rap. Uh, it it doesn't deserve it. It's one of the, one of the kindest cities I ever met. You know, I yeah. It, it's just uh, so so many good things happen up there. I I can't wait to be back up there again. Yeah, I you know I I I agree with you 100 percent. Being a lifelong Chicagoan, Frank, I've always lived in the city, never even in the suburbs. It's I've always lived in the city proper, and um and I love it. I can't think of a better city. I've been and I you know I traveled around a lot, but this is the best city in the country as far as I'm concerned, and I I just I, I love it. I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Hey, um, I mentioned another. Are there any other alligator uh, movies that you've that you've watched? And did you see the movie Crawl? I wrote the safety tips for the movie Crawl. Oh, you did. I don't know if you ever saw those on the DVD, but yeah, I, I wrote safety tips for them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Paramount awesome. got hold of me and uh, <laughs> actually got hold of Betsy Shepard, and then uh, Betsy said, "Hey, write these safety tips for them." I said, "Okay, I'll." I'll oh, write them that's up. great! I got it home on DVD. Yeah, check it out. They're oh, on there. I will. I definitely will. Man, I, that's pretty cool. Now, how crazy a movie yeah. is that, though? I mean, oh yeah, just it. This has opened up so many doors to me, you know. Uh, and that's another reason behind writing this book. It's something I've wanted to do forever. Yeah, it's a very misunderstood species that doesn't get a lot of good stories about it. Right. And man, who how often do you see a great story about an alligator? It's always, hey, this alligator, you know, took my dog, or it bit somebody, or it. Uh, killed somebody 
whatever it might be. Yeah. That's so rare. Those things happen. Yeah. Uh, and it's even rare to have a good story like chance was. So it's, it's been a, a platform for me to really preach about what, what special animals these are. Yeah. And, and educate Not to mention what a blessing this whole thing's been to me. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Well, that's great, man. Uh, the latest book is called our American alligator, uh, for the next, uh, for a week, you can get it for sixteen ninety nine. And then it'll be retailing at nineteen ninety nine. It's available right now, and you can go to eearss.org and get your copy of Our American Alligator. Uh, Frank, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us, and, and best of luck uh, with, with everything. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, take care.